and I'm like, do the drag to say, is there a search function? In? <laughs> this will let you know how many messages we get in our uh, oh, man. project. <laughs> Moo and hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pink Tron. I am Brent Robinson, and I am joined today by Lauren Camp. Lauren, what are you drinking? Hello. I have two drinks. Uh, first, uh, it's mostly Averna, so an Amaro with lime juice, bitters, and sparkling water. So it kind of tastes like Coke, um, but it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> And then I have uh, an athletic brewing, so a non-alcoholic IPA, the Run Wild. It's pretty good. Yeah. I would like, a, you're drinking that drink at a, what's that, like a beaker? Uh... It's, yeah, it's it's like a little beaker. It's a, it's a um... drinking vessel, not a lab beaker. I don't bring those home. <laughs> nice. Fun, fun. And we are also joined by, that is Nate Holm. Nate, what are you drinking? Uh, so I was drinking at five o'clock this afternoon, um, a couple of beers in the brewery, and then realized that tomorrow's route for HSRL has that lovely uh, bump in the start. So I have now switched to iced tea. Yeah, we'll be talking about that in a couple of minutes, cause, but we also have Craig Martin with us. Craig, what are you drinking? So I have uh, from Riverhead Brewing Company in Kingston, Ontario, a Campfire Amber, Ooh. and that's almost gone with our uh, pre-chat and uh, so then following the same vein as uh, Lauren number two is a Partake Brewing uh, non-alcoholic IPA which is quite good actually cool cool and I am back on the noteworthy barrel aged gin again this mm. week for the gin and tonic so nice same same deal <laughs> so that little lump that Nate was talking about is the reverse petite calm, which is the first climb and heard summer racing league this weekend. The route is rule my pool. And yeah, the, the, ironically enough, it's not a segment, so it's mm -hmm. tricky, right? So, so again, heard summer racing league is a segments race where we race the course, but the only way to score points is on the time through the segment. And and the Rumapool route is uh, how many hmm. kilometers? Twenty six point one kilometers. But the the segments are the two sprints. Marina sprint. Two sprints. Yeah. Or... You got three. You got you three. got four. You you got three. Sorry, you got Pave. You got Pave Marina, and uh, the Aqueduct. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, just the three, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah. what the results show me. Aqueduct, then Pave, then Marina, then With back climb again. Yeah, finish. Start on a climb, finish on a climb. Yeah, yeah, and the finish is at the top of of the Pico. And when you hit, you just you come to the top. There's like a little left hand turn, and that's the finish line right there. So, mm -hmm. um, two yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm definitely glad I stopped drinking the beer then. <laughs> Yeah, well, apparently, I guess there was a few people who got caught out by that, looking at some of the comments posted from Race Run and 2. Oh, um, really? There's somebody like, oh, I, that, that second petite KOM really bit me in the butt, I heard <laughs> someone kind of say. Well, actually, think about it. That's the that's the route you come out of the pens, and that's the first banner you cross, so that's why the finish line would be there. Yes. Yeah, it's it, that's technically that that first petite KOM reverse is the lead-in. Yes. Right? Yep. The, the route starts at the top and then back yeah. down. So Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so that petite KOM reverse is, uh, it's, well, I guess it starts with a steep bit. It starts with like, it goes up to like a seven or eight, then it kind of flattens out and you're like flat for like, well, like kind of maybe 2% for like a kilometer. And then it ramps up to like five, 6% for the last kilometer ish to the top. It's about 3k till you hit that first top bit. So, um, you know, kind of punch it to stay with the group, sit on the wheels, When it starts to wrap up, start thinking about putting the squeeze on some other people and going Mm -hmm. for it. it's that last little bit that kind of gets you on tired legs it's like you kind of Oh, yeah. Yeah. you get over that hump again you kind of are in the flat bit and then it starts ramping up uh, before you turn left again and it's just if your legs are done by that point you just kind of see the people just uh get away from you I'm I am literally picturing that in my head because in some women's race, a race, probably that happened to me. And I'm just like, right now I'm seeing them. And this was the start of the race. And I was like, yeah, I, I cracked myself already. Cool. I think, uh, the Omnium was like finished on that, on that, uh, route. I don't know if it was that route, but it was uh, a combination of something that that's where you finished was the top of that climb. And, uh, was it not trade bouquet or whatever, but you didn't fully finish it. Mm. Oh, we didn't. Make yeah, it I think you're right. It, no, it, no, I think it it, it was uh, Rumapool. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know, I know. There's a couple of routes, but it was either Rumapool or whatever. But I remember going through that um, during the Omni, and there's a D, and uh, I had to attack to try and drop the uh, top rider. If I'd got like third, if he'd got third, I won. I would have got tied victory. So I just went full out in that climb, <sighs> and then uh, motivation kind of disappeared when. he was hanging onto my wheel maybe five seconds back and no one else was chasing with them. So I didn't push through the pain barrier because I was like, theoretically out of the series. Yeah. So I actually did really well on that same race in the seas. I got dropped on the first climb and then I started to pull groups and get, I got other people pulling, but was pushing the pace in groups as well. and managed to catch back up to the lead group for the climb. Uh, or, well, managed to catch up to the lead group long enough before the climb that we put a, enough distance into everybody that I had dropped in the interim that I finished basically last of that lead group, which, given my fitness at the time, was really good. Yeah, I did. I, I did. The, I remember this, too, because I remember I, there was some young kid, like some really tiny young hmm. person who... I think had not raced all the other races in the Omnium uh. and I needed to like beat him to get the top spot. Like I, I, I needed to beat him and he was just too fast, especially at the top. He just smashed it across that top. Bit. <laughs> oh, so, goodness. yeah. So the two, so yeah, the first segment is aqueduct, which is mm -hmm. like, uh, it's called a KOM, but it's like a 32nd uphill sprint a kind sprint. of for half yep. uphill, half flat really. Yep. Um, so I think, the trick to that number one definitely you can tail gun through because you'll really come through the group on that downhill especially as you come like if you kind yeah. of ramp up a little bit before it and get speed up through it you'll really come through i find that's what happens to me anyway half the time when i start at the back of that group is i end up at the front <laughs> yeah. by the time we get halfway to the banner so but you want to be you don't want to be coming through the main group at, when you hit the top of the climb part of it you want to be 
you want to be with the guys who are breaking away from the from who are sprinting out of the group. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you don't have done this one too much. Yeah, even C's do it in like thirty-ish seconds. So. Yeah. Um, it's obviously better coming this way because uh, you got the the pavy sprint afterwards. So at least your legs will be a little bit fresher, and then you'll be harder for the pavy because those segments close together are so tough. Yes, I love I love the pave in this direction. Come after having thrashed. This is like the one you can't see it, where you gotta like come down and then turn right, and then the band, like the green line, is like right there. Yeah, yeah, that's tricky. But I think you can still get a good speed in that coming this way because you got the downhill, you build momentum coming that, and it's like it's just a little kick coming the other way. You know, you're flat for pave, then you've got the uphill to the aqueduct, and then it's like. If people go early on there, you're just you've got no space for your heart rate to recover. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like a there's like that climb into the start of the KOM that starts in the direction. But yeah, yeah. so this one it's you do that, then you gotta do the marine or Pave is like a three hundred meter twenty second guy. Yeah. It's it's flat sprint other than yeah, getting there. But it's on the cobble, <laughs> which changes things a little bit. Right. And it starts and around it- the eleven and a half kilometer ish mark. And then you got a huge delay until then the marina. You got a nice mm-hmm. little country countryside tour of friends. Yeah. yeah. But then you've got the climb starting pretty quick after marina. Right. Yeah, the, the marina sprints around 22.2-ish kilometers, and then the petit KOM climb starts at about 23, maybe 23 and a half. So you mm-hmm. got like maybe a kilometer to get ready. So you haven't really slowed down yet by that point. Mm-hmm. Let alone. Well, especially not if there's a group. I mean, yeah. that's that's one of the interesting tactics. This whole thing is like, on one hand, like you can drop people in that first petite KOM, but you might be all alone out there, and they might be getting segment time behind you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you gotta. Might be better just to not drop anyone and just kind of be on the front and go with the leaders and not really smash it even if you could. And I think the hard thing I root for this is it's like. There might be breakaway people right at the start, but are they then going to be going for the segments? So are you breaking away with people that then are not giving you draft for those sprints later on? And and then the bigger group behind is getting all the the fastest times. Yeah, I've I've, I've seen I've seen that before on routes like this because it's that opening kind of hill segment, which the lightweight sometimes will just go out for an attack and then. Well, I can't believe you'd suggest there's anyone who reaches HSRL who isn't perfectly versed in the rules and always races exactly for the best <laughs> tactics. I mean, this is it's a phenomenon I've never experienced, Nate. Shocking never. to me. Yeah. yeah. I, but I, think those, I know, but I think, though, it's, this is one of the the courses that really can yes. affect that. Yeah, it's 100% one that if somebody is racing just to get to the finish line, they'll race it very, very differently than than mm-hmm. everyone else in the race, especially in that early portion. For sure. Absolutely. Of course, they might get quite severely surprised when everybody takes off on that pave sprint. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> again, aqueduct, you're going to go full out regardless if it's a segment or not. Yep. Or at least you're going to be ready for somebody to. Right. Yep. Yes. Yep. So it's it's an attack point. Po- it's, it's a natural attack point. Yep. Yep. The pave sprint isn't. No. No. Especially the marina sprint isn't. No, not not right not right before the hill. So people oh, not really for no points. Yeah, 
<laughs> people who've never done HSR before and seeing all these sprints take off from arena are going to be like what on what? earth is going on <laughs> i feel like by pave there'll be people like why is everybody sprinting that's always my favorite hsr moment why did you what? Sprint? i never really sprint i love it in the chat every time comments. i love it in the chat every time people are just trying to tell them it's a points race and they're like uh-huh. what well, i'm not doing points i just race for the race i'm like okay <laughs> you, you, you see it you see all those comments all the time. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. Congratulations on winning the race that nobody else is racing. With you. <laughs> that's what's important to you. Yeah. Yep. Um. I... So full arrow for this. Um... <laughs> so not for me. Probably mm-hmm. for you, Lauren. Definitely for me. Uh, yep. I, I would. Drawn. Electron, I'd be super tempted to take the full arrow just for the segments. Because I don't think the difference between a full arrow and a Tron is going to keep me in the top in any event. Like, if they're going to drop me on the climb, they're going to drop me on the climb. But it might get me three places on the sprints. (laughs) I'm thinking the second, you know, it, it might get me, you know just close enough onto somebody's wheel that I would be dropped from. Mm. Um because I'm often dropped by not very much on the on that climb. And oh. I don't <laughs> think you're you're not giving much up on sprints. And then I mean aqueduct is uphill. It's probably a wash between the full arrow and the tron. There's enough uphill for that. I mean, I think people sometimes are psychological of what bike choice is. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, we're so, you've been around for Zwift for so long, you're like, oh, I've read all these uh, speed tests and all that. But if you actually if you actually look at it in the distance that these speed tests cover, um, they're done solo. Um, so they don't account for, like, the group draft. So speed in one terms doesn't affect it as much. Oh yeah, and it's then, like seven seconds over like a forty k time trial or something. Right. And then like wait, draw up and, arrow. and then and then wait up the hill is up the Alps. So I mean, it's like sometimes it's seconds up the Alps. Yeah. Yep. Right. But although I mean, it's, it's, a, like, it's a relative, you know, as far as the difference between bikes, it's a relatively large chunk between, you know, like the Venge with the oh no, yeah compared to the Tron. Like, mm-hmm. That's that's one where there is a bit of a a jump there. But on the hills, I'm still not sure if it's more of a psychological thing. Is that if you go for the full arrow on like a course like this over the Tron, it's like I'm just thinking about it that Brent gave up a really good point that you will get those extra edge on those segments, which are key. Yeah. But but psychologically, are you really getting hurt on those petite KOM reverse segments by being on a disc wheel? Yeah. I mean, to me, it's just I've got that. You know, if I'm say three seconds faster on the on the climb, that's a whole three seconds worth of people or worth of space that I can have another person in. I can draft on those segments too. Yeah, yeah. I'm that much more likely to have. I'm I'm that much more likely to end up in a group for the for the sprints. So so you yeah. so you're thinking Tron, definitely. Okay. Yeah, but if I'm racing mixed B as a a small person, I'm going full arrow. Like I'm going to be struggling on the flats oh, yeah. anyway. That's a lot so. of downhill to flats. <laughs> it's oh yeah, anytime it's a downhill, I just and I just did a TTT uh, on a all women's team this past well God yesterday, 
Um, yep. And they're like, oh, rest on this downhill. I'm like, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and they're like, oh, Lauren, start your pull on this downhill. I'm like, and people go right past me. I'm like, yep. Okay. <laughs> that was my pull. <laughs> yeah. See, I love that house. I know. I, I was curious for you to say that even with the new pack dynamics, I thought it was supposed to be a little better, but yeah. maybe not in a we, TTT scenario. This is a Shut. new, this is a group of new folks working together. So, yeah. so it's, Shut. there's that too. Because Quakas, it was always, okay, deploy Ben Poynton. <laughs> yeah. Top of the hill. Everybody. It's, dr- a, it's a shame Sean's not here because we could go into discussion about, uh, him, yeah. him, him on the hill in uh, Richmond. Oh, yeah. His notorious I mean, set. His, his, the sale. His, his, Sean the sale. His notorious nemesis that he <laughs> ju- just gets blown at the back of the pact and um, yeah. waves goodbye before the hills. Ravel, I think I think you can listen back to old podcasts and that story's been told more than once. So <laughs> go and find it if you want to. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. And if you're if you're new to Zwift and you don't yet have Tron or the kind of mm-hmm. Benj felt AR Surveilo P5 2020 type stuff with one of the two disc sets, then Arrowed is still the Canyon yeah, Arrowed. Canyon Arrowed is still a uh, Arrowed is good. I think the yeah. is the nuclear uranium ah, is that yep. fastest okay. relatively low level bike now. Yeah, I've got also that one too. Like, so level 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then yeah, whatever your fastest wheels are, I think it's the still the uh, Zip 808s for starting. I think they're level twelve. Oh, okay. Is yeah. that, I was gonna say, is that lower than the DT Swiss 62s? Because those are usually pretty low. No, oh, so the DT Swiss the the DT Swiss six twos are faster at are the fastest at the level you get them, mm-hmm. and then eight oh eights are a few levels later. Okay, there you go. Yeah. But I, th- I think for like as well, it's like just. Go- on bike choices, there's like a, a few that have sneakily popped up that are just like on on par with previous mm-hmm. ones. Oh, so nice. it's like yeah. you yeah. just gotta you sometimes gotta look at that list that all of a sudden like there's a was it when they was it Cervelo or the new Vans they dropped because there was like a new version they dropped and it was like that one was slightly quicker than the old one. This not by much. Twenty twenty. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, but it's again, it's it's minuscule, but it's like, yeah. oh, I've got five million drops. I, uh, yeah. I want that. I want. I want that bike, which I'll use for one race. Believe yeah. you me, my felt collection continues to grow. By yeah. like, there's no <laughs> point. Like the felt fr, it's teal. I ride it because it's teal. I'll be I uh, Brent, because I I like bike choice. I'm doing mostly workouts, so it doesn't really matter. So I picked like some wacky bike, like the Coco. I forget what brand it even is because it's like blue and yellow and it had cool stripes. It's beautiful. And I was like, I just want to ride this bike. Um, but I, I do Nate, your point about it being psychological, I think is a really good one. Like what bike are you not going to stress about? Just use it. It'll probably be fine. Like, Often I'll be like, yeah, I want those disc wheels, but the rainbow discs, which are slower, but I like the rainbow discs and those are the ones I want to use. I think I think once you're kind of experienced rider, the bikes that you've got in your ones really don't make as much. I do definitely looking back when I first started Zwift, like getting off that Zwift carbon um, and even like the Mond- the Trek Mundane, you kind of got that one. You're like, yes, I'm moving on up. And then... Yeah. That's that's where the difference really made, I think, if you're that lower level Zwifter. 
right yep. or you know a gravel bike when there's gravel but we're not talking about no, that no. right not so. talking about that right now anyway let's uh, uh not this week let's no. let's <laughs> stay in france for herd beginner racing craig yes france? Mm-hmm. france and there's a complexity on this one sorry give what? me a sec there's a little bit of complexity yeah a complexity a complexity in herd beginner <laughs> racing it's the first time 25.1 it's not 25.1 kilometers so it's oh diff- you're right sorry he did send a yeah. note good he, call he a note uh just one second will i get the details before i make a mistake with it <laughs> because i will i'm trying to fill this dead air so that i have less to edit out you know these, <laughs> these pauses no so our, I'm our just gonna intrepid keep beginner racing person nathan <laughs> tracta sent a note to make sure we got the description right for pink Tron this week ah. Very good, very good. And if I can track to say, because there's a search function in. (laughs) This will let you know how many messages we get in our uh, (laughs) project. Lord. Oh, I I misplaced it in time. I thought that was, I thought it was after that discussion, but it was before that discussion. It was was like a while ago, unfortunately. (laughs) He gave it to chat. us in lots of room, lots of time. I'm not responsible yeah, yeah. for this because I'm not in that chat, so I just get to <laughs> hang out. Although then I have to deal with I, this. We're editing. looking in the wrong. We're looking in the wrong chat, Brent. Oh, oh is man. it in like the herd team chat? <laughs> Worse. Uh, this is like the like the full behind the scenes. <laughs> this is how organized the herd is. We have 40 group chats. <laughs> I mean, if I leave this all in, otherwise it's not behind the scenes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> At, uh, how many how many group chats do we all have muted? I think I have about. I have all of eight. them. Muted. I think this is I have this one that's not, and maybe one other one. I I haven't I haven't got them muted, but I sometimes uh, happen to find my ways on different chats for a while, and all of a sudden, then I have to do a call of like going, <laughs> I'm ba- I'm I'm basically having conversations with like ten different herd chats here, <laughs> and probably half the people that are in them are. 50% of on most of them. So it's uh-huh. like I, I call them and leave them because I realize how much time I'm actually spending uh, in her chats. And my wife reminds me as well. <laughs> oh, uh, so, so let's, well, let's talk about Deuce Front. So, well, Craig, continues to look, it will clarify <laughs> the exact endpoint of this route and how it's all going to shake out. Deuce France is a, course in france it, huh? it does not do any of the koms or, or well it does the, the, the aqueduct, aqueduct, which we've discussed yeah. already is which a is quote unquote KOM. otherwise it's all the rolling and flat parts ending all across the the lazy intestine twisty up rolly shaky bit um and then into that's pave <laughs> right when you finish there i think um what was the, what's the route is it do France. Yeah. Well, that's, so that's reverse of RGB, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So you do so you do the you do the uh intestines first. Intestines first. Yeah. So this oh, was right. the fav- the famous uh five minute Nick uh TTT. <laughs> do the whole intestines. So uh everybody so uh on a TTT, uh poor Nick Ledbetter who since left the herd, probably because we abused him. So um, he said a new five minute power in the first five minutes of a TTT with the Quakas. <laughs> was he on the front? 
No. This is just hanging oh, on. Oh, no. Poor yeah. guy. Oh. oh. Poor so, guy. Anyway, yeah. So Deuce Frauds is, yeah. is intestines, agar KOM, Pave, Sprint. None of that's for points. You just get it as, as a marker. And then it will go along. And I think it's going to end somewhere before Marina Sprint is my recollection. That's somewhere after. It's just past Pave Sprint, I think, is what he told us. They're going to end it just past Pave oh. Sprint. Oh, no, no, no. Can I mine minor uphill? Yeah, oh, I think because they so... don't they think it's too long at 25k for the HBR folks. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I mean in Oh, I found it. There we go. So sorry. So the, the, the so again there's gonna be two different endings depending if you're in the front half or the back half. That's the trick. So the the oh. cat the the top half, the A's and B's of the HBR racers, right? So it's all cat D's with the A's and B's. We'll do the full course, the C's. Yep. We'll do 13.3 kilometer, which takes them just through the Pave sprint. Okay. And the C's are under 1.7, I believe. Correct. Yes. Correct. So, yep. I'm looking at the event right now, and that is reflected here. Yeah. Well, so. well it's interesting saying it's only D's. I, I can still technically enter the A's of that because of my watches, because the Z map uh, doesn't seem to be enforced on that. But I am a C oh, now. It's custom. So, yeah, you're right. I'm, because uh, because it's custom, we yeah. have it. The Z map does not actually apply. Um, I, I don't race it. I don't race it because that's not really where no, I should be. Sport is sport. So, so, but not it's very it's, sporting, I, Nate. No, but I always laughed again because the Z map uh, is taken off it that I could technically um, enter that A cat beginner if I want to. <laughs> There's a lot of things we could all technically do if we wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Um, and again, Herd Beginner Racing is a scratch race, just first person mm -hmm. to the finish line at that finish line. So, yeah. Um, I've seen some good numbers with those. Though. I mean, it's definitely a good addition oh, to. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's so really funny uh, because, like, I've been talking with uh, Nate T, who's, yep. uh, and he looks at the numbers every week, mm. and it, there's almost no pattern. It just the one of the races will have like sixty riders in it, but it'll be a different one every week. I don't get it. Okay. Well, did you look at the numbers for the HSRLs today? No, I did. So, yeah, so race one uh -huh. had um, five A's. Is that race one? Yeah, yeah five A's. Race two had three, uh -huh. but race one had sixteen C's. Yep. And, and race, race two, two at like 28? Yeah. 26. Yeah. It's it. I was noticing that. I'm like, oh, there were just a, like a bunch of C's doing that HSRL. Oh. Is this that, uh, so there was a, somebody, somebody was posting in Zwift Racers and asked about uh, a course or a race series running through uh, September. They wanted their real life club to sign up. And uh, I think Mark John jumped in and suggested HSRL. Yeah. So, uh, maybe. Well, well, I, I was going to say, maybe. I was going to say just before you mentioned that, I remember a couple of years ago when we got hijacked by a French uh, TT club. <laughs> yep, that was amazing. <laughs> and they took over, they took over like the seven o'clock Eastern time yep. race. Oh. And then we were having like a hundred, hundred riders per cat. Oh my God. Well, no, which, that was, that was uh, HBR. So it was, uh, oh, we, it was HBR. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was winter, but 
20 riders in the race. Yeah. Okay. They, they were, they were used as their like their winter training, but all of a sudden like pe people who are used to like maybe 40, 50 riders, all of a sudden they're like 200 going like, what, what is going on here? <laughs> Which we love. We, we welcome uh, you all. Oh yeah. No, it, absolutely. It was, good. Oh. It, it was good. It was good, but it was just, it was weird. Those numbers going so huge. And then they finally managed to trace it because somebody saw the post of, uh, <laughs> ready for uh, our uh, our next series and they were basically hijacking our race because at that point you couldn't set up uh, your own races unless you oh, yeah. were an established club uh, okay okay huh. so that that was the loophole that teams like that were getting around they were like going what series that looks good that we want to do that we can just join in which is fair enough yeah okay All anyway right. um for this whatever so often d racers are just starting out so it's you're going to be your fastest setup for this whatever your fastest setup is at your level we talked about a couple of them for uh hsrl but it's yeah whatever you've got that's the speediest for your level and zwift insider will have all that info if you don't want to wade back through parts of the podcast you're not listening to and wheels are very important at that level if you're new as well the yeah. wheels are actually more the wheels are more important than uh frames Frame. yeah so if you're if you're really kind of looking for drops and you're kind of a new rider look on the fastest wheels to buy and usually upgrade those ones first before because you can gain a lot of seconds which i just remembered craig saying were the zip 808s and then yeah, before that were the dt swiss what'd you say 62 62s right? all right dt swiss 6.2 yeah 6.2 cool yeah and they're still quite useful all around. There's once you get those 808s, if there's a bit more of a heli heli course, those DT DT yep. Swiss are handy. Uh... Yeah, I, I quite like them. I quite like having them in the shop. They're they're. Good. Well, I mean, actually, if we want to talk about that, I mean, if when you're beginning, you what you want to yeah, so it's that uh, you get those six point twos, get the 808s. You're gonna to want to be climbing climbing the Alp to get your meters towards getting drawn, oh, yeah. and hopefully you get the millies in there somewhere. And yeah. on the way to getting the Tron, you will also get the Imonda, which is a really good climbing bike for the full climbing. When we say full climbing, so yeah, if you are going for the Tron and you know, doing your workouts up the Alp or whatever, you can actually pretty quickly get a pretty good setup. And Imanda is Trek because it's going to be, it's not listed by bike type. It's listed by brand in your yeah. garage. So go to Trek and get the Imanda. That's what yep. you want. Um, yeah, because the the other wheels that are good for full climbing are the Alpinist, but that's 32 plus level. So that's going to take you a bit as well. So and yeah, again, like if this is all a bit scattered for you, go to Zwift Insider. They have all of that information and it's really well written out and researched. Or and always feel free to drop a question in the chat. Mm. We're yeah. very friendly. We'll we'll point you to the right article or give you like a quick tip or whatever. Any and, all, any and, and also let some let us know how many people are uh, listening to the podcast. <laughs> that to 100 <laughs> percent. i mean i know I, there's numbers i'm kidding i can tell you that it's better when i don't know <laughs> we don't want to lose either of our listeners 
case, it's not our moms because my mom said about this whole Zwift thing. She's like, that all sounds very involved. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to explain it to people is not like, I just say it's indoor bike racing. That's as far as I get. Yep. All right. Herd Climbers Gambit for the weekend Mm -hmm. is Zwift. So again, Herd Climbers Gambit is our race series, which is hill climb time trials essentially where the only thing that counts is your time through the segment and they are non-draft races so this week is a combined time of your time through the Zwift King or Queen of the Mountain segment the hilly KQOM or at plus the Titans Grove forward is that right? Um, it is the yes Titans Grove forward so that's the less yeah. hilly longer one so, um, and this one, like it starts downtown, right? So it's right into Hilly. Right into yep. it. So one, number one, get warmed up because you're going to be doing a climb right off the hop within like the yeah. first two kilometers. Yeah. Um, what's your record? I think Hilly is Tron to climber. Tron, you're probably okay on a climber, but it's pretty yeah. fast going into it is all. It's, it's. You're fast going into it, but you lose that speed so fast. I don't think it makes any difference. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, some, it immediately hit the steepest section. You do right at the first switchback. So it, it's that first corner. It's like, you've got to hit it hard enough to get momentum, but not mm-hmm. overkill yourself and then burn out too early. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, it's, you know, two to three minutes for most people. There's a few people under two and yeah, that's, so that's a good so that's the first climb and then you're going to descend back through like it goes descent and then back through downtown and then over to hilly to do titans go forward are you going to the desert side and up or is that the reverse side it's the other direction sorry no you're going to the other direction yeah. into the ocean yeah and then up through that piece directly into the ocean yep yeah. sorry yeah. <laughs> the ocean and then before you get to like the bridge across up to the epic you turn left and go up that way and so you got some time and you can ride whatever bike you want. You could, you know, take your time. There's no pressure or whatever. There's probably some time cut off if you're a jerk, but don't be that person. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you're going to do the Epic forward or sorry, Titans forward, which is like three kilometers or like 2.5% or something like that. Like close. Yeah. 2.6, 2.2. Okay. Yeah. Pretty close to memory. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think it's, time trial bike i think definitely i mean yeah yeah so yeah. this is a bike swap pairing you can so absolutely swap throughout yep. this race yeah yep. so you're gonna swap onto time trial bike i don't know in the time trial bikes when it's a hillier one i usually like to take like the surveilo with the nv7 somethings or well yeah. sometimes i'll leave the disc on but well, on this well, one, then- i go disc I, like i because that, like that's one where because Zwift Insiders tested and even on the volcano, which averages three percent, the yeah. disc is actually the disc is actually faster. Uh, yeah, where, fair enough. Um and the wheels the wheels and frames I think are treated independently by Zwift. So yeah, I, I think go go for disc. Mm-hmm. Um there's probably a pretty good argument for going for something like the Chevelo P5 over the Cadex, which is insanely heavy. It is yeah, a tank, yes. Heavy, yeah. 
Well, I actually kind of like that new felt IA 2.0 for climbing. I think it's pretty slick. Mm, well, okay. that's what that, that's what I was saying. The the felt 2.0 and the Scott Plasma RC, which are both the new versions of the older TTs, nice. are now are now the two fastest climbing TT bikes. Okay. okay. So I actually went yeah. and got myself that Scott Scott Plasma because it just looks a little bit nicer than the the felt. The felt does actually look quite nice, but it's a little bit of a strange design. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's like the it's like a it's like a triathlon bike. It's all the weird. Well, that's what I'm saying is they upgraded those triathlon bikes a couple of uh, months ago. So there's the Scott one looks a bit the Scotland one I think is a uh, triathlon style one as well, but looks a bit more normal. Yeah, um, and yeah, just smash it occur like just I have no good tips on how to pace this thing honestly. It gets a little steeper at the top, so you know you can probably squeeze a second off by having your effort a like. If you know whatever your it's a, I think it's like a three and a half minute piece, give or take, to get up there. So, you know, be doing ninety five percent of your three and a half minute power at the bottom, and one hundred and five percent for the second half is probably the optimal pacing a little bit. But like honestly, just go work yourself for three minutes, you're probably gonna be fine. Yeah. Um, and then you've got another like decent, you'll go through those rollers, but you can do all of this slowly because, yeah. you know, depending on how much time you have, honestly, like take as much rest as you need to between these climbs because you can. And if you're really going for that uh, GC for Climber's Gambit, rest up as much as you need to. Although, to I mean, volcano. just just ride you know, zone one till you're recovered and then zone two to stay warm. That's fair. Yeah. Lots of time in between those two climbs. Yep. Yeah. And then just make sure you do after you finish the Titans Grove, you stay on till you go through the blue banner. You gotta wait yep. till you see the numbers and stuff. Otherwise you won't, won't get a result. Be, so it won't Isn't be much. the third climb you actually have to do? Yeah. This no, time he it's must... all three. No, 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 he he, he puts finish... so that he puts the banner in somewhere. Yeah. It's thirty one. Thirty one kilometers. Okay. Yeah. That's so what the not, yeah. So probably at the bottom. That's at the bottom, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it might be a little yeah. past, but it, he won't. He won't make you do the third climb somewhere. Just oh. that would. He's not that mean. <laughs> <laughs> or at least typically he's not. Which I think brings us so Stampede will be on hiatus last week of Stampede hiatus, then we'll be back. Cool. Which oh. takes us to Bullseye. Oh no, Mountain Goats. Oh, mountain goats. I forgot mountain yep. goats. Sorry, that was my bad. I skipped over. Bigfoot uh, big... Hills. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice course. Oh man. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of climbing. So it's this a lot is of a long one. Climb. That's the that volcano w- and a bunch of punchy climbs. Mm-hmm. That that was the first uh route ever on ZRL, a custom route. Yep. The big foothills was uh, that, and uh, yeah, I remember how badly it hurt solo because I got a power outage uh, in the desert and oh. decided still decided to still ride solo up all those hills. Oh, I actually caught some people, which I was not happy with, but yeah, ouch. Yeah, so again, so Mountain Goats is a scratch race featuring lots of route. It's got lots of hills in it, basically. Mm. Yeah, so Bigfoot Hills features the Titans Grove forward, the Zwift KOM forward. Yes. Yep. Zip yes. forward. <laughs> yep. Volcano KOM, Titans Grove reverse KOM, and then the Zwift Hilly reverse KOM. Yep. 
Yes. So. And then from Hilly Reverse, you go out and finish on the Desert Banner. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. If, it's, um, if there's anybody together at that point. <laughs> yeah, right. So I, I know at the end of one of these in HSRL, I've had somebody with a teammate trying to chase me down and we were close enough that if he caught me, it was going to make a difference. Oh man. Love it. <laughs> and I was solo. So yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it can be, I and mean, that's, that's the end of that race. It was a lot of fun. There's no, there's nothing worse than any race that you're out front or like in a group. And then there's a group behind you chasing and you know, your right. legs are done yeah. and you're just like, I'm trying, but you see that seconds tick down <laughs> and pray that, and pray and pray that you can hold on. Uh-huh. I held them off. It was McAfee. Yeah. Uh, nice. Ooh. It's about it's about seventy kilometers. Yep. So it's a big. I might, fit, I might try that Sunday. I need a big ride in my weekend, so why not? Yeah. Fair enough. Brings us to Bullseye. Bullseye is our points race where you score points by being the first across the line at each one of the banners on the course. This week is four laps of Classic, and it will include the lead-in sprint, so the very first sprint. So for those not not familiar with the general London route or how this all works, you're going to start way the heck away from where this actual route goes. (laughs) (laughs) Ride up run down through a little thing called north uh northumberland street is that what it is like there's a there's a climb there so you're gonna want to stay with the group just in case some donkeys try some nonsense <laughs> and then uh you'll go around past the flamme rouge there'll be like a u-turn past the flamme rouge under the admiralty arch and then that sprint will start and that will be the first sprint of the race and then you will do four laps after that and each sprint counts there and it's double points on the finish i think mm-hmm. Guaranteed that that's everyone's uh, most leading kilometers. If you race, race a lot because yeah, that lead that lead in that lead in can be anywhere between like five point six and I think six point six or something, depending which way you uh, hit the classic banner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always a long lead in. So, and then the classic loop is. You you stay on the red stuff. You do the U turn. You go down towards the. Thames, you take a little turn up a little rise past the Ad- Admiral Nelson's statue in real London, and this one it's some dude on a bike. Then you're gonna head up and you're gonna be back over to the Flam Rouge again. So I might do this. This one sounds this fun. Right. Oh, Classic's this is a great bullseye lap. Yeah. Cla- cl- Classic's a great Classic's really, really good because again, you've got that little hill. Yeah. Um, when you come back towards the banner again. It's uh, great for attack points. All right. Well, I signed up for it. We'll see if I actually have time to do it this Wednesday, but um, that's I kind of want to race. I've had great battles on that one in Bullseye with uh, Orjan when we were both on form. Mm. Yeah, it, it, that's a really good course because both, number one, that attack is like just far enough that like you really got to stick it, right? Like if you're going to make it go, you're going to have to really mm-hmm. go. And you have to go for like another one, two kilometers almost from there to get to the thing. But if you get caught up, that that sprint is like really fun because there's a little downhill from like the Admiralty Arch into where the 
green line hits. And so, you know, you can really like wind up the speed. And if you get the timing right, it does make a big difference to who hits that finish line first. Ooh, a downhill. <laughs> Quiet about that. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's kind of a scoop down then up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's flat once you pass the green line, but it's the downhill into the green line that you got to get the speed on. Yeah. yeah. I can manage that. That sounds like fun. Yeah. And that is the week in herd racing. Awesome. Boom. We'll go around the horn and I guess we'll just really talk. Um, the herd ladder teams are all, so we just finished herd the, or not so the ladder season just yeah. finished. So a new herd season of ladder is starting. So if you're interested in ladder racing, get into your, get on the chat, find the teams, get in lined up now. I think um Craig, you're for sure in with yeah, uh, which team are you on? Yeah, I'm the captain of the Muskrats. Herd of Muskrats. I'm gonna be racing with the Americas. I think herd of Randos probably. I'm still in with the Cobra's chat, but I think I'll end up racing Randos in America evenings. Yeah. Um Lauren, are you sounds like I think I saw you post in the chat that you were interested in joining up a team. Yep. She, she got the craze today. She's like, I want to do it. It, yep. it is the it is one of the funnest types of herd racing I've tried. And Nate, are you in a you're on a ladder team? Yeah, I just uh helped uh put together the Crazy Critters, which is a new platinum gold team. So um after look at the roster, I'm I'm hoping that I'm not the weakest link on it because it looks pretty strong. Yeah. So, so Nate so. was also uh, attempting to mastermind against our team. Uh <laughs> Uh, season-ending uh, mandatory race on uh, Tuesday. I helped out the hamsters uh, on DS to ah. give give a few pointers. And this was in the triple header races, yeah, the which were yeah. like double header but three at the same something back to back. It was good, it was a good for it was a good format. And again, you know, it's uh, it was fun to see that. Um, but yeah, we now got nine out of fourteen teams in the Americas are her teams. Over different categories. Amazing. Um, it'll be interesting to see how many are West Coast based to East Coast based or whatever, and if it actually the times end up uh, working because I've I've seen some fun stuff in the chat already between two teams trying to set up a time, and they're like, um, "How do we make this work?" Yeah, we're uh, we're actually having the same thing. So the OTR, I mean, yeah. OTR is mostly a West Coast team, so. Um. Yeah. O OTR's team is the their West Coast guys, and uh, so they're looking for six thirty p.m. Pacific, which is nine thirty p.m. Yeah. I and I mean, I for me that's fine. I, I I like racing at that time, but a lot of people don't. Yeah, and that's I think that's the only that's the only downfall of the Americas right now is it's such a big time zone. Yeah. Yeah. To make it work, but they'll kind of. They'll grow on it and make it work a bit, but I think there's 69 European teams, I think. Yeah. Um, and then maybe 10 APAC teams or something like that. Yeah. So obviously Europe is killing it right now with the numbers. And again, I'm sure, like ZRL, you've got your American riders riding through the day for Europe, so that's why that's so big as well. Mm, yeah. Like Brent's it been is, there before, right? That's one of the advantages of the European one is they, they could scoop up all the American daytime folks too. That's yeah. me as well. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was me when that was me during COVID, but school's now back, so right. I'm back to I'm back to evening or uh 
silly o'clock in the morning with Atlantic or APEC. Yeah. Don't say silly o'clock around Craig, who I was just going to say races at some crazy times that I can't even imagine. Yeah, but that APAC morning is like what, 5.30 or 6.30 or yeah. something for it, you? It's not bad for me, no. Like 5.30 Five... is pretty early, 6.30 is pretty manageable. I mean, 6.30 would be fine. No, it's, it's 5.30, but I mean, 5.30 is often an hour race, and then I usually try to cool down for at least half an hour, then shower, then breakfast right to work it's, it's, see, it's but, pretty good but you do it fasted and i like i have to get up like an hour before i've got to like eat something and get ready i'm not waking up at 4 30 yet just, just do gatorade no, no. I, I, I i i was talking to brent uh not enough i was talking to brent before the recording and that was like i was saying that's my biggest downfall is uh like tomorrow, I like doing the seven o'clock races for HSRL, mm-hmm. and then midweek I get stuck with these silly o'clock because of work. Yeah. Um, but I dilly dally, and like um, <laughs> I get up in my bed, and like uh, or I, I I go on messenger and check all my uh, ten, <laughs> all ten, your ten, 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 ten. <laughs> and and start and start replying on conversations from the night before when I've gone uh-huh. to bed early, and then I just uh, lose all my prep time. Yep. And I'm yep. jumping. I'm jumping on uh, Discord as I'm clipping in, and uh, signing onto the pen, going, um, "Yeah, this this first 10k is my warm up." <laughs> oh, that hurts. That hurts me. That hurts I, I will. I won't lie. I've specifically like looked at races and been like, "That's pretty flat to start. I don't oh need to God. warm up that long." <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, that's wow. the only di- that's, that's the only downfall to early mornings for me is that um, they're a good time for me and I do pretty well with them. But it's the prep time of uh, actually getting ready and yeah. I feel like this is ridiculous because I think I'm the youngest one here, and I'm like I can't do any of what y'all are talking about. This sounds awful. I'm not. We're not saying it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Just it's a workable plan. So on. <laughs> Like for the TTs, it was like on Thursday morning, it was like uh, my wife's like, going, are you waking up early to ride with the Australians? And I was like, yep. Because yeah. like, the Quackers were like mainly like the Australian team with a few kind of Brits and then, and then a few crazy East Coast Americans who are Canadians who got up early enough. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I have to eat. I have to eat before. And it has to be like a half hour before I have to have eaten something. And I just, I, yeah, I can't. I think part of the difference here, Lauren is, and I'm not trying to like trigger anyone. So if you don't (laughs) want to have this whole discussion, but like, I think Craig and Nate and I probably have like a certain reserve that you may not have. (laughs) It makes it a little easier for us to jump into these things and not worry so much about our like, nutrition ahead of time <laughs> i'm hungry all the time i've got oh i, I believe just a little 100%. bit although I even when i was hungry. even when i was 12 kilograms lighter than i am now in uh, when i was running uh, i still went out and did my my runs fasted so uh, no <laughs> yeah no i just i can't and i mean although to to knock on the like old i think i'm getting like some carpal tunnel syndrome so i wake up every morning and my hands and arms are like numb so also i need some time to like get that out i should probably go to the doctor you know it's normal but 
I think the I think that ladder league definitely is going to get get going. It might hit hit a stalling point with uh, ZRL. Yeah. But but I think it's it was a perfect kind of summer league uh, series that really took uh, hold, and then I think it could grow a bit. And then with ZRL finishing now in March, pretty much. It's got a big filler from March until October that it could be a huge. Uh, I mean, that could also that could potentially be one big season. And people seem to love it. I mean, speaking of all the Zwift chats we're in, it was in like almost all of my Zwift chats. People just like raving about it. Like people seem to love it. The format, the the competitiveness, just the tactics that are different than ZRL and just a different style of racing. I've heard a lot of good things about it. And I think I finally am like, yeah, all right. I should probably try that too. So for anyone that's raced ZRL and been on one of the two or three teams that are at the absolute top of your division and you're racing those other two or three teams, it's like that. Um, Because when you're not on those teams, it's just a race. It's just a mass of people and you're trying to do as be- the best you can. Yeah. When you're, you know, when you've got, you know, at least two riders in a front group that's 10 or 12 and you're, you're matching up like those, those little tactics that you get. Um, that's the whole race, every race for everyone and everyone matters. It's for, uh, let's, let's back up. So I haven't done this. Maybe yep. other folks listening haven't done this. Explain what the ladder league is. It's five people on a team. Am I right about that? I don't uh, even know. So there's, there's actually, so there's no limit on roster size, but in each race, race. there's five, okay. in each race, there's five racers. So uh, this is the same as a ladder, you know, ladders are common in tennis and in other sports, but um, the, the basic concept of a ladder is you have a list of teams in order of merit. And if you can challenge teams up to five places ahead of you, and if you beat them, you take their place. And yeah. So the challenging team gets to pick the course and, and off you go. Uh, So, you know, the challenging team issues a challenge and, you know, it it can be declined if you just can't get a mutual time. Yeah. But for the most part, you, for the most part, you're obligated to to try and make it work. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, and then so it's just a scratch race, and there's a couple. You know, it's worth a few extra points to have first and second, I think, and then after that, it's a point per place. And so, yeah, everybody mat- matters. You have to get that critical number of points, and if you do, you win. Off you so go. there's a total of basically there's a total of 58 points between the 10 oh. riders in the race and if okay. so if you get huh. you get 30 you win if you're at 29 each the tie which i'm not sure if the math works so you can get 30 each but and then you know so on and so forth and and then i think that's that the is. thing about the two the two like cruxes if i can put it that way that makes it uh-huh. different than hsrl number one um like there's no sprint points or anything like that so mostly everyone can like race it and, and the group is so so that's the one big difference and the way it's always been in hsrl and then the second thing is like because the point spread is usually so thin right like there's not some big premium per first or whatever the last like two three four riders like matter so like in in normal 
in in the ways that are else kind of worked if like a team had like the one rider who was getting like first at every sprint point plus winning the race then like they were getting like 35 more Same. points than like the next people and it kind of drove the whole race from there yeah this time like even if the guy finishes first he gets two more points and if your guy finishes second but like you can easily get in like the last two or three or four riders two more mm. points in them right like if your guy finishes like ninth over tenth and seventh over eighth and fifth over six and those last three guys and even if their guy wins it it really um it it wins the race still so so every so i know like zrl where like kind of like it's irrelevant if i come in 82nd or 81st it matters a lot if i come in ninth or tenth so i i like this and 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 craig said it so you gave the details brent but craig said it in a way everybody matters. And I think the thing that the biggest thing that's been hard with ZRL that maybe they've been trying to fix, but not fixing is everybody matters. Everybody in the race matters because I know like from being in ZRL, from talking to folks, from being on a variety of different teams, like when you basically don't matter, it's like, why I finish? Why am I here? What am I doing? And so it sounds like at least from what y'all are saying that the ladder league gets around some of that and that it's a bit more like you're racing because you want to be competitive. If you don't feel like you matter in a race, then you start to go, why am I doing this? So in ladder, yeah, that sounds, that sounds pretty fun. And, and, And the cool thing about the ladder as well is obviously you start with like a point of 10 you're still going to have groups that develop from that. So you're probably still right. going to have like a, a lead group and a chase group. It may not be all of your riders. It may be some of them. It may be all of them if you're overpowered, but um, yeah. hmm. it's, it's, it's still got that kind of race feel that, you know what, you can fight back to get up to that lead. And again, it doesn't matter if you get dropped early. If you're that chase group pushing it, you could uh, latch back on. Can we talk at all about, so I know I'm talking to three folks who can only ride in the uh, open divisions. Uh, Does anyone know what this is like for women riders? So, I mean, it depends on power profile. So I would say so far, every course I've been on has been very punchy. It's been flatter courses or punchier courses. Um, but there's nothing, uh, I do know. So in this, uh, you know, the, the triple header thing, uh, some of the teams picked rule Mapool as uh, when they were, when they had the team's second race. So this was races spaced by 20 minutes. So a team has just finished, had a five minute or less break and, Boom, we're gonna go up rule pool. Hmm. And so I mean, yeah, there, there's uh, some some teams did that. And I mean you can you could have picked Vendop. Yep. It's uh <laughs> and, and just picked it just picked a distance to stop. I mean you uh-huh. can uh-huh. uh-huh. Finishes. So uh yeah, there's it, it you can pick a power profile to fit anyone. So if you had a team of people that were more TT like, you could pick longer climbs, um, and so you would probably be more successful on challenges. And people who challenged you would probably use flatter and punchier courses. And 
there would be a lot of movement in the ladder, which is exactly mm -hmm. what you want because that's yeah. fun. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It's to be clear for Craig's description, that's not how the race goes every week. That's like the once end of season <laughs> triple header race. Usually it's just the one race. Craig <laughs> asked to do this double stuff. But but what I like about the captain's dashboards or um is that they shows you your power numbers of your team. Yeah. Right there right the there. On your I don't know if they everyone else can see that. Because I've just seen registered as a captain, so I don't know if that's an extra thing, mm. but um is that is that for everyone if they click on the teams they say that power just the captains so the captains so the captains can see the profile then and decide okay this is what my strength of my team is if you're that challenging team then you can look at profiles going where can i maybe outsmart the other team by having that strength and choose mm -hmm. your attack points because that's what it basically comes down to is that where you're going to choose your attack point if you don't want to fill out sprint Where's that lump in the course that's uh, your breakaway? And can you, through Discord, catch them out? Hmm. Hmm. Um, so it's definitely, unlike any other really race, you have the power, if you're the challenging team, to set your course to hopefully uh, win that battle. Um, sometimes it may not work out um, again, but you at least have some kind of control of okay, this is what we're going to try and have a team plan rather than just, okay, it's ZRL. We're on this, we're in this course. This is our sprint points that we got to hit as a team and try and hang on. Right. And smash so, her to the pen until you drop enough people. Right. Yeah. So it's definitely got that unique element, which is, uh, you know, you, you're not set on a, a set schedule. Mm -hmm. And again, and again, I think, um, I know Dave Roberts' team at times race two, three times a week. So again, if you really want oh. to, you have if you had the numbers, there's no. I think you only race once a day, but you can race as many times as you want during the week. So if you're okay. got a large, if you got a large squad, then you could be, yep, uh, rotating in riders and uh, progressing up that ladder. Yeah, like okay. our Cobras had ten or twelve people in it, and we were racing two times a week. That was another thing I was wondering about is how frequent, how, because if I'm thinking about, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking about reassessing my cycling goals for what, what I want to do, then I'm working with a coach. So I would need to be like, Hey, this is my plan. So I would have to sort of, yeah, figure out how that would fit in. But it, it seems like, I think what a lot of folks have been talking about that I've heard in chess is that people are really, they like the flexibility. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, but again, at the moment, I find myself on three different ch chats for now for the ladder <laughs> league. So, going back to the chats, um, <laughs> I, I've just added more um, hard chats to my. Um, but I will, I, I will be getting off one once, um, once like you know, the other team set up. So I'll, I'll be two, but yeah, more yeah, more active, more active hard messenger chats is uh, all I need. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to go just quickly back to your original your question there too, we learned about like the mm. female experience. I think yeah. the impression I have, and again, I'm not a female, so I can't, you know, speak from personal experience, but that it's a little more welcoming because because you don't have to like hold the group to be a contributor, right? Like mm -hmm. like sometimes you let the group go because all I need to do is beat these two people and they're also 
females or smaller males or, mm -hmm. or weaker riders or whatever the story is. So, you know, there's always a tactic that, that you're, there's always a race you're having, even if it's not that race up there. So it's, you know, you, you, the teams shuffle out a bit to teams that have like a few weaker riders and sometimes some stronger riders and it all kind of balances out a bit. And so like inevitably, like they get into situations where, you know, there's four people in the race and they just got to finish like top one of those four or second top half of those four. And, and so it's, it really like, again, like that camaraderie, that team spirit and all that stuff fills into it without having to be like, well, you're out the back of the group of, you know, 40 dudes doing 300 Watts for the first 10 minutes of the race. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I will say having done a couple of mixed B uh, open B races in ZRL, that's not going to be fun for me. I don't want to yeah. do those. And so I've been trying really hard. Okay. Because for everyone, I'm very small. Like I'm an adult. I'm very small. My crank length because I have super short arms is like a child size. It's 145. So there you go. I'm tiny. Uh, but I'm a sprinter riding in mixed B and ZRL. It's not, I hate it. It's not fun because I can't out sprint any of them. And so those races just, it's, I'm not going to do that. So I've been trying to race women's a, but I'm not a pro and I'm old. And so I'm in this weird no man's land. And so I'm sort of looking for something that actually seems to fit. Well, so this is where the categorization being on the Zwift mm -hmm. Racing app ratings as opposed... There we go. This is my next to, question. I was just meant to say as well, Craig, because of it, that's obviously... <laughs> yeah. For this, it's a completely different uh, model, which uh, yeah. obviously... And it seems to work. I'll just say that. Like, the races all seem... Uh, we haven't... I know I've been in two, and I've watched the Cobras one. We had one where we blew them out by... Yeah, we got 36 or something. 36 to... Of yeah, the four, 58, but... 36 yeah. of the 58, it's yeah, 58. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, 30, 22. Oh. Yeah, that's what it is. 36. I mean, the other two we, are like, 30. we've hit some, some, you know, skunks basically where we get the first five positions. So, sure. I mean, yeah. that's, we were challenged by some of the herd teams that are several rating classes below us. Yeah. And, you know, kind of everybody expected that to happen. Um, so, you know, that, that, at a certain point, you're outgunned. And right, right. so when we were in that position, like, okay, so it's it's kind of insulting to just not race them. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna race, but we're also not gonna attack out of the pen. So that was you know, you know, kind of uh you know, you you, you pick something in between. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well again, Craig, I mean um I think I cut you up. You were going to explain it, but can you quickly give an overbrief of uh, what the Zwift Racing app uh, rankings are and just the difference? Because they are yeah. wildly they are wildly different, um, and a lot of people still might not have heard of them. Yeah, so it's wildly different. It is so you're initially seated on combined score, which if you've been doing the experimental HSRL, um, so combined score is five minute power and five minute watts five minute raw power times five minute watts per kilogram so that's used for initial seating but then after that it's race re you move up and down based on race results against everybody else that you're that you're racing so it it's entirely on who you beat and who beats you and you can move up or move down based on that so 
I mean, obviously you'll end up with a higher rating if you only race races that very much suit you. If you then, if you race a mix of races or a, a mix of courses, but it's, uh, yeah, it, it's not just on watts per kilogram where we know that there's some odd things, but I mean, obviously everybody's going to have their own, their own type of course that suits them a little bit better. But I think this does a pretty good job of, you know, pushing up the people that are constantly winning races. So they, they'll they'll gradually move up. And I mean, they'll end up with a spot where, you know, the guys that are, you know, great sprinters with good surge and recover, eventually there's going to be a point where they just can't hold on anymore. Mm-hmm. And they, they're going to hover at that spot where you know if on a course that suits them they'll be able to hang on and a course that doesn't they're they're going to get blown out but i think honestly what's interesting is like if you're going to try and compare it to swift bar rankings it's hard too but it's like yeah. uh, for me like on zrl in america i'm on a c team but my members of the c team are anywhere from bronze up to gold or even platinum so i mean there's like yeah whereas we're all classified as, as c on zwift power on zwift racing app you've got pl- platinum gold which is higher than it so that's just the middle row but like it's platinum gold bronze and silver is all technically c riders so again huh okay it breaks it down into those kind of four brackets and then again it's i'm sure it's the same like up at the top uh yeah. kind of brent and craig when you get higher up it's it's not like your true a's it's like there's different levels and um they've kind of tweaked it but they started off with like i don't know how many r- rankings they had but it was like they had it like maybe like platinum one platinum two platinum mm-hmm. three yeah and, and then and then they got rid of that and just uh created more um outstanding categories and now it's just uh but it's shorter between each rank so all of a sudden yeah if you're if you're like a gold three it would take a long time to get up to gold one yeah. now it's a now it's a lot quicker to go from gold to platinum yeah yeah i can Which, i can actually just list the rankings because i'm looking at them right now and yeah. it's one is diamond then we go ruby emerald sapphire amethyst platinum gold silver bronze and copper so yeah. and uh-huh. i will say for for women if you are racing as a woman right now, I have two cats for this and I am a Ruby in women's only and an amethyst in open. So, so, so yeah, you'd be right on with uh, Craig's team is for yeah. uh, the open. He was already trying to recruit me earlier today. So. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, again, if you look at the riders though, you'll probably find that riders that you would, Riding a uh, mixed open B on ZRL are probably above that. Yeah, because because that, that, that's still that's still a mainly that's still a mainly C um, open C team. Right. Well, it depends. So you're gonna have there's gonna be a whole bunch of those riders that are B that are actually low to mid platinum, and you're gonna have riders in C that are mm. fairly strong amethyst because this is where those riders that have, you know, they're good sustained power, but just get dropped all the time in ZRL. 
they're going to be ranked lower and they're going to race at different, they're going to race different people as opposed to people that have the same sustained power, only a lot more sprint. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, this is all, this feels all very nerdy and very interesting and like kind of (laughs) exciting. And I, yeah, I think I want to be involved. Although I've now committed for the first round of ZRL, at least I've committed to a team. So, well, I mean, this is the thing is I'm in ladder two, but like you got, I mean, I don't know about everyone else's ZRL team, but sometimes you get a week off and you could, you could do, this could be on a Thursday night or. Yeah. And our, 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 um, our ZRL team does have like 10 people. So chances are good. I won't be racing every week. So yeah, I'm just thinking about like, because, you know, if I'm thinking about my cycling goals, if I go out of ZRL, it's like, all right, what else do I have? And so I've been tempted to be like, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to do triathlon or cyclocross, but maybe the latter will just keep me in Zwift and I'll just do that instead. Cyclocross. I think it'd be good as well though, if we, if we, link that Zwift racing app to the viewers because to the listeners because yeah. you do actually have you do actually have to go on there and log in and claim your profile. It yeah. doesn't yeah. it doesn't automatically appear. So that's the tricky thing as well that but once you claim it then it transfers your data over from Zwift Power and uh gives you your rating. Yeah, we can definitely do that, especially because, you know, we always hope that we are catching new racers here, which is why when we post these, we try to also post them not just to the Herd Racing League, but also to the main Herd page. And yeah, get the bug. We're all racing weirdos. Join us. It's fun. And speaking of racing weird fun nonsense, (laughs) there's been an announcement go up about the Herd Club Champions will be coming back in October. Starting in October, I guess it's going to slide over into November. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so the starting will be the bullseye of Wednesday, October 25th. Then there will be races that weekend. We haven't quite decided which ones. Then the next weekend, there will be the first herd winter racing event of that season, along with potentially either the other weekend when we didn't get in the first weekend. So maybe it could be a stampede finish or a mountain goats finish. I I could see mountain goats... Something ridiculous <laughs> as the finishing stage. That that would that would be a herd club championship. <laughs> Finishing <laughs> with something ridiculous. Uh, oh, Too no. ridiculous. <laughs> I'm right, melting. Just epic with radio tower. <laughs> uh, oh. uh, well, yeah, I'm already planning on doing it. So. Oh yeah, I, you got to do herd club championship. It's the source of endless stories of. <laughs> Almost Hospital dying. trips, uh, hey, angry stops, <laughs> uh, or maybe was it was it Hurt Club Championships? Angry James, that was Angry Gutchy? James, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's when that's when I got the nickname Tiny Assassin, so yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually I'm actually competing in two and never completed it. The first year, uh, Van Top broke me, mm-hmm. I was doing pretty well, and then Van Top came along, and then um. I got all my pacing wrong for that, and oh, Nate. it was all right. And then, uh, yeah, last year, if you saw in the chat, I uh, ended up in ER after Stampede with uh, tachycardia. So, oh. uh, mainly down to my diet and caffeine intake, I think, and dehydration. So, I think I fixed mm. that. I, I fixed that. Hopefully, 
Okay. Do, do you remember but, Vent Top at the first HTC that you and I were in, Craig? Yes. <laughs> it was it was brutal. I think you know. I think again, the hardest Jay thing I think was that, was that it was completely blown up. Is what happened. <laughs> yeah, he murdered. He's done for the rest of. The, he couldn't finish the whole. Like he finished it, but he was like he was like ninety percent of. Like, he was. Shattered. He was more seventy percent of James. Yeah. yeah, like he was so broken. Yeah, I just remember but, I was, I like thought I was like at a reasonable pace for Ventop <laughs> going out, and Craig was probably like two minutes behind me, yeah. and then like I'm like, oh god, oh god, I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying, and then Craig comes past, I'm like, yep, done, <laughs> cooked. But, well, well, the crazy thing about though is that the the HSRL was uh, three laps of Chain Chomper. Yep. So it was so it was. Finishing, I think it was the last race of uh, the series. Yep. So it was three laps of Chain Chomper. Then I think you had um, Titans Grown for Climbers Gambit, I believe, or something. Because I'm sure there was. I, what I don't remember what Climbers huh. Gambit was. Yeah. I can't remember what it was either. It might no. I think it was that or Box Hill. It could have been Box Hill. It was Box. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. We you. I know we use similar ones for similar, but I think it. But anyway, no matter what, I think it was it could have been box. I know that's been used in Omnian as well and stuff. But it was so then you get to then Van Top on the Sunday. So my route my route for that two years ago was the chain chomper on the Friday night. Yep. The the box or whatever the climber's gambit was Saturday, and then your legs still not recovered and uh <laughs> I, I mean, I, I really give credit to people who made it to Stampede because. Uh, well, then I that's didn't. that Stampede. What was it? What it was? Um... <laughs> I thought I was made it just to been Tempest, but or was it the short one? Was it the like the? No, it was a volcano KOM after party. Yeah, Probably. Well, yeah. it, it, it wasn't short. It was crazy. I mean, last year I think it was dialed down a bit, but the first like, and then was one highway for was... both. Yeah, it was. Yes. Yeah, it, it, was, it, it was an insane route. Yeah. Yeah. James and, got dropped on Queens Highway Bullseye and then like, Yeah, and then ended up like having the fastest sprint of the day by lap six because he just went like zone one and then like absolutely smashed the living hell of it solo or something on the last lap. <laughs> uh, I, I do like I do like this year though that's a bit more spread out. Yes. That's I think that's that because, was the um, because that's good we're not all superhumans well and well, there's others <laughs> one and um, we're we're all like in our 40s the people yeah. who really care about this so we kind of knit you know sorry <laughs> been in my 40s for a while i know <laughs> i'm not i'm not in my 40s yet so gosh really okay so i'm not the youngest one here nope. I'm, I'm i'm 40 in november so i'm almost there oh I am I, squarely I, I, in my forties. I think I think I changed over this year though to the next level because yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's by year, not it's, your birthday. Yeah. So so it's by the end of December what you're going to be in. So I was like, I was sad to give up. Uh, what was it? Master. Master. Yeah, I'm no veteran. A you're a veteran. I'm a, ve I'm a veteran now. Yeah. <laughs> Just means you're old enough to make new mistakes. <laughs> what? <laughs> No. Oh, man. All right. We might have to say on that note, uh, come to Hurt Club Championship. It'll be good fun. 
but thank you to Nate Holm. Thank you to Lauren Camp. Thank you to Craig Martin. Thank you to everyone at home for listening. Enjoy your races, everybody. Moo and good night. Night. See ya. Thank you.